1: Oh man! So I have this ongoing thing with uh, quesadillas, and I was talking to our friend uh, Miles Gray uh, a while back, and I didn't know this, but he loves tuna salad sandwiches from Subway.
2: And no. recently, no, learned- no, I would think. Thank you, Matt. I'm with you on that one. Sorry, Same sound internally. <laughs>
4: Not my thing. No, continue, continue.
1: <laughs> so, and uh, and I was surprised too, guys. And so, Miles, uh, Miles told me the news that apparently there was some ruling that the act the tuna content actual tuna content of these subway sandwiches was not tuna ah uh, no was it like a, a food product unclear maybe like a whitefish thing like like what's in imitation crab or something like that well isn't it like what they call American cheese slices a food
2: product or a yes. cheese product yeah cheese I mean, food product yeah. uh-huh yeah, there you yeah. go
0: in this case, is probably just the cheaper fish, if it's true. But uh, <clears throat> sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to jokingly uh, <laughs> spit take there.
2: No, that was a legitimate reaction. Yeah, but, but there,
0: <laughs> Yes, but there. There are a lot of weird things that you're probably eating right now as Pig you're listening buttholes? to this.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> uh, yes, ask yourself. Ask yourself in today's classic episode. What are you actually eating?
2: From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now, or learn the stuff they don't want you to know.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, Before we start, uh, Matt and I are going to do a little banter. Uh, What what did you have for lunch today, if I can ask? For lunch, I had a chicken salad sandwich
0: Mm -hmm. with some sun chips. Mmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound half bad. Oh, and
1: some unsweetened tea. Yeah. Iced tea. Oh, you said iced tea for a second. I thought you said heist. Tea. Heist And now tea. I'm picturing bank robbers, you know, pausing for a second. <sighs> just having a sip. Plugging the kettle in or uh, just mixing the ice. Uh, I had a Philly cheesesteak because Ooh. I make bad life decisions. Did you have fries with that, sir? I did have fries with that. I did. And uh, the... Oh. Yeah, we have a little cafe downstairs, and uh, the wonderful lady who works there asked me if I wanted to have you know, salt on the fries. And I said, yeah, a lot. No, more. No, seriously, drown them in salt. Rosie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so much so, funny story, that um, partway through she stopped, and she put the salt away, and she pointed her finger at me, and she said, you know, it's not good for you. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. She said, don't do it all the time. <laughs> I said, all right. All right. Next time I come down here, and buy lunch, I'll, I'll buy a salad. And she said, before you get sick. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It freaked me out just a little bit. I appreciate the concern, but hey, look, this but, is my lunch, my uh, salt holiday here. So yeah. Salt a day. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, it made me, it made me think about, uh, the video series that we've been doing this week, which, uh, is all about food additives. So we've got some we we're, we're doing something a little weird. We have two classic episodes this week because uh we've got some vacations in our future.
0: Well, I've got no vacation in my future. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> it's fine, ben yeah. Ben doesn't get to leave everybody. Uh and I usually don't either, but right. I finally finally am escaping.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, we should we'll we'll talk about that uh a little bit after. I don't want to sour the experience. So we'll talk about it after okay. we return, but but yes. Food. The food we eat is crazy. Processed food is crazy. This seasoning salt. I feel like I got a weird, you know, uh, prophecy or uh, oh. she read my fortune or something.
0: Yeah, she knew and she knew you were going to be doing this, too. Uh. So a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll be looking at your food labels. We all do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not as much as we should, but we do do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you'll just You'll see that there are more chemicals, more mm-hmm. words with names on them that you just have no idea what the heck it is. Uh, unless you're a chemistry major or work in a lab somewhere, you mm-hmm. probably don't even know what these different compounds are. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, sodium benzoate. Huh? Monosodium glutamate. Right. Mm hmm. Mmm. Sounds delicious. And that stuff really is, though.
0: I know. It's <laughs> exactly
1: what it is. It is just delicious in a powder. Right. Some long name that sounds a little bit more like somebody randomly playing on the alphabet than it does uh like an actual word, much less food. And a lot of us, as you said, don't seek these ingredients out. One thing that is so strange about the modern world is... That we have easier access to food now than at any point. And now I know a lot of people are going to say, but wait guys, clearly starvation and famine are huge problem. That is, that is true. But overall, if you look at the human population as a whole, the way it works out is just a, a strange and in some places, uh, obscenely counterintuitive availability of food yeah it's a strain I,
0: I don't know i feel like hunger games got it right with their allegory there mm-hmm. um just with the capital that has so much food that they're throwing up so that they can eat more and then other places there's nothing um but you're right over overall if you take a wide enough view yeah it's good sorry i'm just thinking about that now yeah about how many people don't have any food, and then mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about the additives and complaining about them.
1: And weirdly, you know, of course, this is a sidebar we should throw in here, Matt. Uh, obesity is a huge threat in developing countries, and you can be starving while appearing obese. Oh, yeah. Because you can still be deprived of the actual vitamins, minerals, and other substances that you need to have a working body. Oh, and before we go any further, this all turned into some long segue, because we're just just talking, right? I think that's, I like that, though. Yeah, it feels more natural. Um, My name is Ben, everybody. Sorry about that. And my name is Matt. And we
0: also have Noel in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got his arms up. He's elated to be recording and Mm -hmm. editing at the same time. Mm Uh, he's thinking about all the wonderful music shows he'll be playing later on in the week. Yeah, fantastic
1: no. musician. Yeah, he's the uh DJ Babu to our Evidence and Aura Science, the Spinderella to our Salt and Peppa. Oh man, yeah, nice. Ben. That's a dated reference. I guess. That's really nice. Uh, so uh, right, but anyway, that's us. And as we were talking about, um, we need to outline something very important here. We are all from the United States. Uh, we have a lot of listeners who are not from the United States and thank you for listening. We just want you to know that we are well aware of the stereotype about U.S. nutrition in general. The portions here are huge. Yep. You can buy things that have been on a shelf for a year and contain what is legally called, you know, like milk and meat and other perishable items. Uh, mm. you can do that because uh, there are so many preservatives. And other additives in food. So that's what we mean when we say processed food. It contains these additives. Um, these give food a longer shelf life, but they're also there to pr- preserve flavor, color, even even texture, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. And, well, okay, so if we go back a little bit in history, man's been using preservatives for a long time, or at least means to preserve food for oh, okay. longer. So yeah. we've got uh, all kinds of salts, mm-hmm. vinegars, Herbs. Uh, you could boil things. Sure. Uh, then refrigeration came along because yeah. that'll keep it for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past fifty years, we man the preservatives that we've been creating the chemical preservatives. Okay. Yeah. They are just they're astounding. First of all, it's mm. amazing that we can do these things, and they're extremely common. Extremely common.
1: Yeah. Like, have you ever held a can of soup? You know, something again with dairy or meat in it, you know, this can of clam chowder or something. Oh, and man. it's, uh, old enough that it, it, if it was a kid, it could be walking around. Yeah. You know? Uh. But it's then- still good. Right. The date on it says it's still good. You might have a best buy at yeah. <laughs> this date, but you can still eat it, apparently. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a great point. The most popular of uh, the chemical or man-made additives in the food industry today are stuff like benzoates, nitrites, uh, sulfites, and sorbates. Uh, so sodium nitrite, uh, nitrate rather, big thing in bacon. If you eat bacon and you want to avoid that, then you have to make sure you Read the labels with great care. Um, sometimes you don't because it's, uh, the vast majority of bacon sold in the United States has this added, right? Yep. Uh, so these additives do serve a purpose. Like they stop mold and they stop yeast. Um, sometimes, uh, they're just cosmetic, like sulfur dioxide, right? It's, uh, yeah. what it's is a, it? Dude? It's, uh,
0: it's one of the most common. Additives, and it's just a bleaching agent. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just makes your stuff look nicer, so someone will pick it up off the shelf.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's so much uh, cosmetic stuff. The che- the American cheese must be yellow, uh, the uh. yellow coloring on cheddar. Now I'm just naming yellow things. <laughs> <I'm very close laughs> but there, there are so many additives used today, so many, in fact, that in this podcast, we cannot list them all, but we will talk about a few. Uh, because we are mm, part way through our video series on food additives where we covered, uh, let's see, we covered brominated vegetable oil. That was a big one. Yeah. We covered aspartame. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the, uh, artificial sweetener. I think these are the
0: only two that we end up covering.
1: Yeah, you're right. We, we have, uh, a list of these, but we specifically focused on aspartame and brominated vegetable oil mm-hmm. because we found, uh, some allegations, some conspiratorial ideas, yes. specifically that there might be cover-ups, uh, between the FDA and lobbying, uh, organizations. Yes, in, in, there's
0: incentive, monetary incentive to put these additives out there when perhaps Mm-hmm. The jury is not out on whether they're safe for us or not.
1: Right. And we're not, we're not saying, of course, that the FDA is a bunch of evil, conniving, uh, supervillains who want other folks to die. In no, fact, but they're also not immune to bribery. Touche, old friend, you are correct. Uh, we, we shall also point out it is not uncommon for a food additive that was originally believed to be safe to later, uh, be found toxic because of the testing Processes and the ways in which we, the ways in which we have learned to test these sorts of things. to talk to an expert
2: snagajob.com where america goes to hire
3: xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love
0: certain food additives as sources of headaches and nausea and everything from weakness to even difficulty breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't have the name of that study or those studies that we mentioned right here. We'll have to maybe make a blog or I don't know, do something to really give people more information here.
1: Sure. Yeah. There are uh, certain foods that can damage new num- human nerve cells when they're m- combined with other additives. Mm. Uh, the truth is that we really don't understand all the long-term effects that additives could have on our health because in the grand scheme of things, these are relatively new inventions, and we can test these things to the best of our means, but there is a reason that not all additives are uniformly banned in all countries. There's a lot of stuff in the United States that you could never serve in a product in the EU or in Japan, for instance. Well, because what do you need to prove that something is safe? You need
0: time and trials, enough Mm -hmm. trials. Mm -hmm. And when a new food food additive comes around, maybe it's been in testing for a while, but, you know, it it took a long time for us to understand that the tar from smoking cigarettes was
1: terribly bad for you. Right. And later we found out, At least in that case, that some tobacco companies were actively fighting against Mm. that, that being, uh, made, made public. Now, obviously, we have to, we have to be very careful and I think very proactive with the science of these sorts of things because some of these effects can be cumulative, meaning you won't notice them, you know, to your point about time until decades down the road. So, Additives aren't banned until enough research is collected to determine the exact effects they have on the body. And and don't forget,
0: there could be cumulative effects just from all the different additives additives or something, you know, something else completely different because our diets now are so filled with these. Mm. And how are you going to separate one from the other unless you have such strict clinical trials?
1: Right. But we do know, uh, we do know some dangerous additives, right? And we've made a little bit of a rogues gallery here of some top fives that are not mentioned in our video series. So, uh, for those intrepid audio podcast listeners, do feel free to tell the uh, people who only watch the videos that that you know more about this than they do. Oh yeah, you totally do. Oh, I'm I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so setting up a, a flame war. Oh yeah, no, it's, dude, let's unfair. let's do it.
0: <laughs> you guys got a battle in the streets, the audio versus the video, and then maybe if the battle is you know long and and uh, difficult enough,
1: they will become one. Wow, man. I love, I love what a, what a weird mind you have. I'm sorry. So it's like warriors come out and play.
0: Yeah, it's like warriors, but then in the end they realize that, hey guys, our differences aren't that different. Maybe we should band together. I have not seen the end of that. That's not, so, I don't think that's how the that's Warriors not, is. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: alright, so wait, what's, what's, uh, number five on our list here? Okay,
0: so number five is something that if you have kids, you already know about this food dyes. And this, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. So, um, the FDA has, they've, they've met to decide whether or not certain food dyes should even be allowed in food or whether or not they should be, you know, carrying a warning label. Hey, this, product has food dyes in it with these mm. certain food dyes.
1: Right, yes, uh, like Michael Jacobson, uh, the director of the Center for Science and the Public Interest, uh, he stated that he was most concerned about the dyes red number 40, yellow number 5, and yellow number 6. And those combined make up about 90% of the food dyes on the market. There are allegations that these cause child hyperactivity and even ADHD. Uh for the record, I'm not completely convinced on those. Um and you know, we've been using food dyes for years, uh but the use has really accelerated uh, as in like what quintupled, quintupled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yeah, if if you were in school in the 90s, you probably heard the rumors about yellow number five and Mountain Dew and oh, what, certain what did it do? things. Do you do you not know this?
1: I have not heard this.
0: Oh wow, maybe I'm one of the only ones. Okay,
1: now I, I, just, I feel horrible. I, I didn't get outside very often. Well, I, I didn't have very many friends.
0: That's fine. The idea was that yellow number five uh, would affect your genitals if you were a male. In certain ways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Anyway, it was a huge rumor back in the time, but I remember thinking that rumor caused me to think about some of these chemicals way back in the day in middle school. Uh, But anyway.
1: uh, uh, So, number four is lead, which might surprise people because, you know, lead, food, Two things yeah. you wouldn't think about going together
0: well, and it's also kind of a strange culprit when you think about where this lead is found hmm, where is that it 's in juice drinks so according to this study in natural news eighty five percent of beverages marketed to these to kids contain levels of lead, varying levels of lead, some of them can be dangerous. The levels were high enough to gain a warning. Under California's Safe Drinking Water and Toxic Enforcement Act of 1986. So. (laughs) That's Prop 65. Yeah, Prop prop 65. And that's a little scary when you think about lead. Because as we talked about before, lead is dangerous inside the human body.
1: Yeah. Because it's lead. It's so weird, you know? Okay, and then we've got number three on our list, which is something you uh, schooled me about a number of years ago, Matt, and that is BPA. Yes.
0: There are certain synthetic hormones that are in our diet and can be found in things. This one, BPA, um, bisphenol A, can be found in canned foods. Mm-hmm. There was a new study that's showing that, organic or not, 92% of your canned foods that you're consuming contain this uh, this hormone. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of studies that you can go online. Just just put BPA canned food into a search bar and look at it. <laughs> uh, but not while you're eating from a canned food. Please don't. Oh, well, that might make
1: for an interesting reaction video interesting if you want to post those experience. on YouTube. Oh, that's not a bad idea at all. Um, Alright, so I'd love it if people were posting more uh, reaction videos. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so Phthalates, right? Phthalates. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are another synthetic hormone often found in canned foods. This chemical is associated with endocrine disruption in animals, and in some human studies, they've confirmed this, but they've been shown to cause reproductive and neurological damage in lab animal tests. Uh, you can also, in addition to canned foods, find these in some personal care products. Which leads us all to number one, probably one of my favorite food additives,
0: the most delicious thing that exists, MSG.
1: Oh man. Okay, linked to hormonal imbalances, weight gain, brain damage, obesity, headaches, and it is just—it's it's scrumptious, everywhere. dude. It's,
0: and well, it's yeah, that's what it does. It just makes things taste better, and it's back in style too. There are a couple of, there are a lot of very popular restaurants you can Mm -hmm. go to now that Mm -hmm. specifically say, yeah, we make it with MSG because it's this beautifully horrible thing that makes everything taste delicious.
1: Yeah. No kidding. I'm going to have to take it one day at a time, man. This post MSG lifestyle I'm living, it's crazy. I'm at,
0: you know, maybe I don't care enough that it's harmful. Maybe I just need some more MSG,
1: man. Sprinkle it on everything. Put in my coffee. It's like I used to taste in color. And now I taste in grays. Oh, uh, that it's not that bad. I'm, I'm joking guys. Uh, so that is our gallery of, uh, five food additives that are controversial, but that we didn't mention in our video series yet. Uh, weirdly enough, Matt, we had a sponsor for this one, but, uh, they, they pulled out last uh, minute. Yeah. I guess legally we can't even tell you which, uh, food Company pulled out, but you know, just just wonder. It may or <laughs> it may or may not be the people who make dehydrated space ice cream. Ah, oh, those jerks. Well, maybe I mean no. I mean those wonderful people that maybe we'll work with in the future. Oh, I'm having so much fun saying may or may not be. It may or may not be the makers of pavement sauce, which is both a condiment. And a pavement alternative. Delicious (laughs) pavement sauce. Uh Uh-huh.
4: At PurdueGlobal.edu.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
0: With access to over six million active hourly workers, Snaga Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part-time
2: or full-time. You name the position: warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop.
1: to talk to an expert
2: snagajob.com where america goes to hire
0: All right. Well, speaking of payment sauce, Ben, here's where it gets crazy. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Let's talk
1: about the more conspiratorial things in the side of this. Ooh, Codex Alimentary, right? Alimentarius. Alimentarius. Thank you. That is the uh, that is a tremendously controversial move by the United Nations to standardize food across the globe. Yeah, for safety,
0: Ben. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why. You would do that for safety. So school me on this
1: one, Matt. You know more than I do about this.
0: Well, I actually don't, but I'll tell you a couple things that I do know. I know that uh it was a great episode, and you should watch it. <laughs>
1: yeah, we have an episode about this uh in our, gosh, this was an older episode. Yeah, too, huh? it's just
0: been a while. Uh I should really prepare for these things better,
1: Ben. <laughs> Well, we'll do, what we'll do instead is maybe we'll do a podcast on that in detail in its entirety in the future if people are interested because we, uh, we covered it in our video series and that's sort of an introduction to the concept.
0: Yeah. But it, it, oh, all in all, it goes back to the idea that the UN wants to bring in a new world order and control everything. And, and they're starting with the food. It's like a slippery slope argument kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And they're also. There's the argument that the health requirements or the, the standards for this, the, okay, the advocates say, look, we're just trying to make things hygienic, safer and mm-hmm. more uniform, maybe with, uh, more environmental considerations and packaging. Cause that's a huge thing mm-hmm. too. Opponents say, yeah, this is a new world order grab for control and also, uh, mandating, uh, the insertion of chemicals that will damage people's neurological functions. Control, yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to – there's so much to that that it would be fun to explore it in another episode. Maybe fun's not the right word. It would be mm-hmm. fascinating. Uh, but it does lead us to our next one, which is the concept of brain drain, the idea that not only are food additives put into uh, into processed food with the intention of hurting you, like willfully put in there instead of just trying to save some money. Uh, but these also have uh, calculated neurological effects on the population. This one, I got to tell you, this one I don't buy. Just because it's hard to, how would you regulate the dose? How would you ensure that, it had the actual effect that you're looking for, you know what I mean? Sure, and
0: you're looking at a huge population sample size to try and treat everyone, or if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you prevent anybody that you don't want to eat it not to eat it? Do you just have an email list with all the <laughs> foods you <laughs> right. can't eat this yeah. week or this month or this year? All right, a little sad face emoji. But, you know, at the same time, I think back to our floorhead episode. Mm. and that that has always made me question what i believe uh about some of that stuff not necessarily that i believe that fluoride is calcifying my pineal gland mm. but it certainly interests me uh, uh yeah with the hexafluorosilicic
1: uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah
0: basically because of the the motivations behind that kind of stuff and the the money behind ah, that kind of which stuff.
1: goes to the other one of the other conspiracy theories, the idea that big business and perhaps corruption, uh, with lobbying in the FDA, as we mentioned earlier, that these forces are responsible for unsafe additives and food. This isn't so much a case of some business saying, let's hurt people as it is a business or a lobbying group more likely saying, Hey, we already spent so much money researching this chemical. It's a sunk cost for us. So we don't want to lose billions of dollars trying to find a new, you know, in insert ingredient. Yeah.
0: Here. How, how can we use it? Right. How can we make this chemical that was meant for this? Charlie, let's transform it. Let's, uh, let's rename it.
1: It'll be huge. Oh, we can what have a PR was a campaign? Yeah. What was that food additive that, uh, gave people the runs? Uh, in the healthy potato chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it was better for you than fat. It had a name, uh, Olean. Oh, Olean is name. the name. Yeah, so it just made, <laughs> it just made you, just made you poop. Uh, I mean, well, it wasn't also really, wasn't fat, but. It wasn't really poop so much. Right, that's the
0: worst part. It was an oily discharge. That if is, I recall. which
1: is the phrase that they use. In the official literature, that's not just us messing around. Oh, and it makes
0: me think of the, the Hyrubo, Hyrubo, uh, sugar free, sugarless gummy bears. Have you heard about those? Oh,
1: what happened? Did those also have similar effects?
0: Oh, apparently. There oh man. There are tons of videos online about that.
1: You have to watch out for that sort of stuff, which is ultimately the moral of the story here. There's another one that I, th- another conspiracy theory. And I don't think it's fair to call these a theory. And, uh, while we're here, shout out to, uh, one of our listeners or audience members who said, uh, you guys say the word cons- theory when you mean hypotheses. I get it. I understand it. But what we say is conspiracy theory because that's the phrase that most people understand. We're not here to exclude anybody. So with all due respect, we we do understand that, but it's sort of like you park in a driveway, and we already have the word driveway. So we're using it to reach the most people. Amen. I
0: I remember that argument from high school in science class, which is the hypothesis oh, versus, theory. versus theory. I remember. I, I know think it, I get think it. It is accurate to say. Yeah, that yeah, we sure. get it.
1: Um but this leads us to again the most dangerous uh con- conspiratorial idea here, uh which is corner cutting. So, you know, we've all heard the the stories about dog food from China that contains a dangerous thing and it's making animals sick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the, the idea that somebody would cut a a processed food uh not to preserve its shelf life necessarily, but just to make the actual food uh go further is more common than you might think.
0: Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of cutting a drug. As right, brutal yeah. as that sounds. Yeah.
1: No, I, I see what you're saying. Just
0: trying to make as much profit as you can off of the supply you currently have. Yeah. Um,
1: mm. And, uh, this is not something that is just restricted to, uh, one part of the world by any means. I know, I think that China often gets a really bad rap for that, which maybe in some cases is exaggerated propaganda, but you know, there's, it's not like there's a country with the perfect manufacturing process. Uh, th- one thing I should point out, then, is that there were uh, a couple of studies done in the U.K. that found, I can't remember the specific brand, but there was, there was like, this meat pie brand, uh, and I think it may have been, like, their own brand, that was found to contain, actually, no meat. Yeah, that Do was... Do you remember that?
0: That's very familiar.
1: There, there are things like that
0: that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Just not what you're expecting because in the factory process, one little switch didn't get turned or something right. messed up for, you know, that's why there's so many food re- recalls mm-hmm. it happen yep. constantly. At yep. the, the Publix and the Kroger where I go to locally, there's constantly food recalls up mm-hmm. and it's always packaged food, always.
1: And yeah, and some of the strangest packaged food too also comes from your local fast food outlet, yep. which may not appear packaged just cause it's hot, but uh, make no mistake. It, it is, it arrives packaged and it is, uh, processed severely. Like, you know, sometimes, uh, fast food restaurants will do that thing where they say, now with blank percent more blah, 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 blah. Mm. The scary thing is that when, you know, when you're an average person, you read that and you say, Oh, okay. The hamburger or the hot dog or whatever is now 15% bigger, 50% bigger. Oh, that means they added 15 or 50% more meat to the mix that they used to create the thing. That's or they put crazy. Yeah.
0: Or they put more saline solution into their chicken breasts to make them larger, <laughs> which is a thing that you can do.
1: Now, Matt, something tells me that we're going to get a lot of listener mail about this for things that we should examine in more detail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that because there's a lot of stuff we touched on. Unfortunately we're out of time, uh that in a lot of these things could be their own podcasts. Just the fast food stuff alone. Labeling alone, you know. Oh, what does organic mean? What is a natural flavor? Oh, uh, I yeah. love
0: that. The green movement is something we can really delve into. Mm-hmm. Well, But before we leave, Ben, yeah. wh- what the heck is the is there a solution? How How do we get out of this? Mm.
1: Well, yeah. Because
0: we. OK, let me just give you what I've been thinking about. Sure. We can't go back to an all natural, you know, the idea of the, the all natural movement. We can't do that because there's no way we could have enough food for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not possible. That's why, that's why Norman Borlaug was such a hero. He, mm-hmm. he gave food to just billions of people who wouldn't have been able to eat. We're in the super wheat inventor. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a processed food, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a genetically modified a GMO food yeah. that then becomes
1: a processed food and almost has to. I see what you're saying just from the idea of, Transporting the food. What's weird, what's weird about it is that there is more than enough food around to feed every single person on the planet. Uh, the problem is we have so much food waste. We have so much inefficiency in transporting it. And, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, our systems of social hierarchy, uh, make it, m- make feeding everyone a much lower priority. Then, you know, it, it would be theoretically, uh, it's an interesting question, Matt, whether or not these, these food additives are necessary. I would say with the current state of affairs, you're absolutely right. A lot of people who are eating an entirely healthy organic diet, um, in, in some ways are, are privileged, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is it's a thing that, is simply not a reality, not an accessible possibility for a great deal of the human race, or human species, I guess. And, uh, at this point, there, we have found that there are food additives that do good things for people, right? And we do also know that there is a huge argument to be made for moderation. Like salt. Salt, if you think about it, one of the first things you would add to food, historically. Yeah, uh, Ben. Salt's too bad for you. What? No, I'm just thinking about the oh, salt you oh just ate today. Gosh, man, those fries were so good though. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. She warned me. Rosie warned me. Well, you know, on that note, I guess what we're saying is that we would like to hear from you guys. What should we cover in more detail coming up? Uh what should other your well your what should your fellow listeners know about food additives that aren't that isn't really out there in the mainstream. And do you have any topics that we should cover uh, before I die of a salt overdose? Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter. You can visit our website, which is pretty awesome. Not to toot our own horns, stuff they want you to know.com.
0: And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1 833 STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old fashioned email. We are
1: conspiracy at
0: iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.